to the Davis 10 Soccer Podcast. My name is Greg Davis, former NCAA Division I athlete, and the goal of this podcast is to shed light on the harsh realities of life after sports. My guest today is former collegiate soccer player Christian Johnson. Christian played his collegiate years at Boston College. Christian was one of six players out of the 2011 Red Bull Soccer Academy to play in the ACC, the Atlantic Coast Conference, a Division I conference with teams considered to be among the top collegiate competitors in the nation. A native of New York City, Christian was ranked the second best player to watch in New York by Top Drawer Soccer and was ranked 53rd nationally in high school. He also played with the U14 U.S. national team that toured Mexico and the U14 Region 1 Olympic development team that toured Italy. A communication major at Boston College, Christian has worked as a social media strategist and continues to create his own content on his personal Instagram page. Christian, welcome to the Davis 10 Soccer Podcast. Thanks, man. Happy to be here. Appreciate the uh, invite. <laughs> of course, of course. No, definitely. Uh, <clears throat> listen, it's been it's been a while since I, I last talked to Christian. We, oh, were, yeah. we were chatting it up a, a little bit before, so... Um, and and Christian was uh, I, I mentioned the Red Bull Soccer Academy in his bio, but but Christian uh, started out Gachi guy, um, BW Gachi, and then uh, he was a year younger than me. Um, but we played together, I think, for one year, maybe two years. And one thing about one thing about Christian, I thought was always so cool was that. Christian like lived in Manhattan and I thought that was the dopest thing like I actually didn't know of many people yeah. that like lived in Manhattan so <laughs> we had gotcha practice we would actually play out on Randall's Island and we had like three players coming in from from Manhattan and Christian was one of them and they would just yeah. like walk across the uh the bridge and I just thought it was like yeah. the coolest thing like <laughs> yeah man and when we would drive if it was further away I'd be like the shuttle They'd all get in yeah. my car because they because we'd all have to like carpool together because it was only a few of us, but uh, yeah, we were the Manhattan gang and uh, yeah, <laughs> the, the the few but the proud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, that's cool though. Yeah, and Christian is is originally from from England. Um, was born there, and so you might hear that accent. And we were we were chatting it up before, and honestly, it took me about thirty seconds after hearing them talk, and I was like, <laughs> "Bro, do you have an accent?" Yeah, and he, you know, he he literally said. For, for some context, you know, for because uh, there's going to be some people listening here that, that know you from our gachi days, our high school days. Um, yeah. Christian did not speak a lot. And so um, yeah. I honestly think in these uh, first three minutes might be like the longest conversation I've had with Christian, yeah. um, you know, and uh, and he was he was speaking. I was like, is that is that an accent that I hear? He's like, yeah. And he said that, you know, I'll let you tell it. But, you know, I thought it was funny that you mentioned that you kind of always had the accent, but you kind of found a yeah. way to... I guess mask it. Uh, yeah, like yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, like you said, I barely talked. I was like a, 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 essentially a mute. Um, I was just like one of those like deer in headlights at all times. But um, yeah, I, I had an accent. Obviously, I was born in England, and when I came over, it was just such a point of like um, attention. It got me. It, it spotlighted what I said. People would go, "Oh, how do you say this word?" and all that kind of stuff. And so I was like, "That's not me. It's not my personality. I don't like to stand out." And like. So I quickly was like, okay, how can I like bend these words a little bit like like water? Like they'd be like, say like water. And I'd be like, <laughs> like no, thank you. <laughs> and so um, so you just like, and then it kind of warped my accent to, to kind of what it is now, which is like a like transatlantic hybrid kind of mess, which sounds, some people think it sounds like Australian because it's like the way that I, I kind of blur it, but it's unique. So Yeah, yeah, like no, that. listen, I love it. 
I, I love it. it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. And um, yeah. and yeah, and we were we were talking, and um, you know, and and Christian kind of kind of mentioned again that you know he was was born in 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 London and uh, yeah. is a big Tottenham fan, which is which is at odds with myself as a, as a big <laughs> Arsenal fan. And uh, yeah. I definitely I definitely remember that. One thing I remember too is that Christian always like as a player, I think what always stood out about you was your technical ability. Like, I mean, even, you know, on your Instagram page now, you just have like videos of you just, just hitting a ball, right. Just like kicking mm. a ball. And there's just, there's just a certain technique in it that, you know, I, I don't know if, the, I don't know if this is an English thing. Cause I feel like there's a lot of English players mm. that just know the right way to like, mm. to, 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 to kick a ball. You know, you're thinking yeah. of like the Harry Canes and the, yeah, um, yeah. is it, is it Ward Prowse that, that like free kick specialist in England? Like, yeah, like yeah, people yeah. like that where it's like, yeah. it's just, it's just like an art. I feel like that's like the English style. It's just like yeah. having that, that right technique when it comes to kicking a ball. I know exactly what you mean. I think I actually thought the same thing about you as a player. I thought you were like super tidy with just every touch was very precise kind of the way you operated so i actually coincidentally thought the exact same about you but i know you mean like the kicking the ball that a certain way that's like an aggressive kind of like wayne yeah. harry kane kind of like precision with the, the, i don't know i know what you mean and people have said that i don't know what i don't think it's a cultural thing but i think um yeah that was some that was a key point of my game i think it was yeah that was like the crux of my game was the technique yeah the mental side was that we'll talk about later was not not my forte, but um, yeah, that was something I I think just having three brothers like we just played all the time, and one of my brothers would would play goalie, the second to youngest, which was like crucial because he would basically just go in the goal because that's like a huge problem shooting an empty goal. You're not trying to beat yeah. anybody that I'm hitting it right down the middle, but he was a really he was really athletic. He would dive around like didn't give it like can I swear. He swear on this or not? Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Swear. You can swear. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. He didn't give a shit if he like hit the post. So he was like getting after it, like rolling the mud. He was a great goalie. So to, to beat him, it took a lot. So like years of just trying to beat him, it, it, it just like culminated in a more precise way of shooting just by necessity. So yeah, it's just like out. And also, luckily, I lived really near a field because that was, there's a field straight down Houston Street. I don't know if you know, like, Matt, there's basically a, street called pier four uh, there's a park called pier 40 which is like yeah a, yeah a mecca kind of in manhattan like if you're a downtown manhattan kid you know that and it's been there for like decades somehow like i don't know how it didn't get paved over um but that was like the mecca and i would go there so often and just ping and just play pickup till you like you know it's pick up you win you play till you lose so like i would, yeah. I would not lose i'd get all rally on my my boys and we wouldn't lose for like three hours so I'd be dying. <laughs> you know, when you're a kid, you just like your engine just doesn't die. Yeah. So, so that was just, yeah, that was just playing a lot. And then I also, I think probably like you, I liked the aesthetic of, of the game. So I, I didn't, yeah. more than other things that probably mattered more, like more than winning and losing or like the competition or even like the, the brotherly bond. Like that's a big thing with my younger brother. He loves like the bond and like the brotherhood that like wasn't, I liked that, but it, that was like a byproduct. I, I liked the technique and like the craft and like you know my favorite player was like Sedan when you're yeah. super young just because of the way he moves like it was like poetic kind of mystical and I was like I was just imitating those people yeah, um nice. and nice. so yeah I always like that that that's out of the game so 
but yeah, thank yeah. you for that compliment. No, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Love that. Yeah. Um, we might as well just 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 get right into it. Um, yeah, let's do it. And uh, you know, so to start off, you know, how did you get into your sport, and what initiated yeah. your love for soccer? Yeah, um, I mean, kind of like what I touched on before, just having three brothers um, and being English. Like you're kind of you, you, the game is like thrust upon you in England, whether you like it or not. It's basically soccer or football. Um, rugby cricket kind of the main the top three and and soccer just appealed to all of us it was really accessible rugby's less accessible I don't re- you can't really just a pickup game of rugby doesn't really occur like <laughs> and cricket too you need like a, a you know you need the, the facilities for it but soccer is super accessible that's why it's like the world's game so we we just picked it up naturally just in mo- the momentum of growing up we just p- picked it up and then you know, we were competitive, so we, like we competed with each other. That kind of sharpened each other off, and then we were also competing amongst each other for attention. So, like, I think as any kid does, right? You're like, you're trying to see what catches your dad's eye a little bit, and what catches like the adult's eye. And I must have had a few. I don't remember them specifically, but a few times in football, just like any kid, like I said, where the dad like is like, okay, man, it's pretty good. Like maybe we should uh, like try to sign up for a league or something. Or and then that, so then I was getting special treatment, kind of special attention from my dad, which was like, which is gold dust, like in my family. Yeah, like, of course. <laughs> um, so then I, yeah, I took an interest in it just by yeah, firstly just that, just the attention, and then you know I kind of liked. It's, it's nice to be good at something when you're a kid and you kind of explore it that way. And then I think later on, as I got a bit older, I like, like I said before, I kind of loved, I like fell in love with like the aesthetic of the game. And like I started to watch YouTube videos and started to watch Premier League and pick favorite players and like really hone in on what they did that I liked and, and, and just through imitation, try to do it myself. But yeah, yeah, I kind of, it was, yeah, first through England and through brothers and then through my actual self. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love yeah. that. Love how you admit too that it was like you know kind of vying for that attention. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, like I'm it was nice. I mean, it's it's true. You know, I you know I grew up with an older brother, and and he played soccer, and he was always so fast. Um, yeah, and I just yeah, didn't yeah. have like that sort of quickness. But I was always like better than him, like technically. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he gave it up, kind of like you know early on, and so I, I guess I guess naturally all the attention was on me. So. No, totally. I guess it did feel pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's exactly what happened with me. It's, it, you know, all my brothers played. There was a certain point where we were all playing for a team, playing soccer, but for different teams. And, um, you know, somehow my parents would try to manage to get us to all the games. But then they kind of, they feel, they fell away. They peeled off and did other, you yeah. know, pursued other interests. But I just stayed at it. And Callum obviously stayed at it. So, yeah, there were like two that remained out of the four, but we all played. And we all, nice. everyone was good in their own way. It was, yeah, it was weird, but we just yeah. stayed at it. But yeah, that was kind of nice, amazing. nice, nice. And, and what was, you know, what was your, if looking back at it, what was your, what was your dream? You know, what did you ultimately want to accomplish with, with soccer in the future when you were younger? Yeah. I mean, again, I think there was like the, in the beginning when I was super young, it was, it was to impress the sideline of people like the parents. I just, I love that feeling of like scoring and, and, you know, halftime, the other parents are kind of like looking at you, like good, good goal, man. Like beyond their own kid, like. <laughs> and uh, I liked that. Like that was a bit of a drug in the beginning. Um, not a weird, not to a weird extent, but I liked it. It was just like a nice giddy feeling. 
Um, and then I, and then, you know, then you get, you start watching Premier League. It was like FSC at the time, Saturday mornings, like all my whole family would watch. That was like the golden age. I swear. Like, I, th- I can't tell if it's like nostalgia of our generation just makes that kind of, I don't know, gilds that in like this golden vintage, like aesthetic. But like, I swear that was that we knew that was like the good old days, like in the middle of it. Like the yeah. boots are the boots are great. I don't think boots have gotten any better. And then maybe there's been like a second generation of good boots, but the kits are really good. The players were sick. Like that was like peak Premier League talent for me. Not not yeah. necessarily, but like I don't know. It just it had person the t- players the teams had personality it was open. It was flowing because there was no you know VR stuff and refereeing was more open. So yeah, then my dream evolved to be like a Premier League player, which was like. Yeah most of my friends dream at the time which was irrational but like you got a dream so like that's yeah what we yeah no so, listen yeah. And, you know like that's that's something that, that i think we you know we grew up watching watching that same era of of premier league soccer and yeah. you know the, the 2000 to 2005 and exactly. you know arsenal's glory days i'm sure you could speak to those so and you know uh I guess looking back at it, you know, how, how realistic was this dream? Um, you know, when you set yeah. your, you set these goals, how, how realistic did you feel this dream was? So I thought it was completely unrealistic, um, yeah. even in the beginning, but I, I, I didn't care really. I was like, I, you know, when I said I dreamed of being a professional player, what I really meant was like, I'd go to the park and do like the SEN shot against Arsenal and try to get it exactly <laughs> as he did it. And I'd, you know, I'd, commentate as it was and i would kind of you know i didn't mean that i literally wanted to play in the premier league but i wanted to imitate them to some extent and i wouldn't have minded you know settling for professional team somewhere um to some extent but but then um weirdly like when i was like i think it was like 15 my dad met somebody who worked i probably should know but someone who worked at the tottenham academy and like, you know, you probably know a lot of bunch of people who did those like one or two week, like little like trial, but they weren't really a trial, just like a sort of period of time where you could train with a team in Europe. And like, yeah. that was like crazy. Cause I was like, Harry Kane was there. I played with Harry Kane, like before he was Harry Kane and he was like a center midfielder. He wasn't wow. that great. He was just like really slow. And he had, <laughs> he had I remember he had these red Addy Piers, like, and they would, they were like, the way he tied them was like perfect. Like, you know, like he didn't have any extra lace. It was just like, it was like a, such a great surface for kicking the ball. And, I, and yeah. he, kicked the, he would strike the ball like he does now, like honestly. And I was just wow. in awe of, of that. Uh, Danny Rose was there and like, I think Andros Townsend was there or something. But that was like, so then I was like, whoa, that's like, I was kind of right at the precipice of like not playing for the Premier League remotely, but like seeing people. And I was like, this is incredible. And I thought, and when I came back, all my friends were like, you know, what was it like? How good are they? Like, how far off are they? And it was, and which was just a great piece of information and experience. And I, I tell them even now, like, I think, I mean, there, there, there are many things, but like, there's an intensity there, especially in England. I'm sure it varies between, you can't just right. lump Europe, but in England, there was a real intensity. Like, you know, we did, my first day we did a drill, which was basically, one on one back and forth between two cones so you basically one guy goes the other guy kind of i thought he was gonna like shepherd like backstep shepherd and right, like right. you know what i mean like i thought it was like he was kind of being a half 
dummy half defender. But he like slid me, like crunched (laughs) me into the ground. And I was like, this I was my first day. And the this the person I met this guy, he was like so nice to me. He was like, Oh yeah, man, you're gonna love it. Like pretty cool. Like we got these new new gear. (laughs) And then he just crunches me. So I was like, okay, like so I like picked myself up and then but it was the best thing you could have done because then I was like, okay, I gotta go from probably a level four intensity uh, to like a level nine and, and it doesn't drop. Right. And and then they are technically really sharp and they kick the ball. Like they zip in the passes. At that age, I remember being shocked by that. Just like they, they were just, they, you know, those grass cutting passes, they would just zip it in. And like the round yeah. the corner kind of ones that Kane does, like where it's almost like a ping pong shot. Like he just zips it and, it, and, he, and he expects you to just handle it. And um, it was, you know, it's the details like that. But the intensity was crazy. The like hunger was crazy because like those guys are either football players with a contract or like plumbers and like contractors. Like that, that's it. Right. Or and then even after football, like you know, nowadays you got to think about what do you do after? Do you like become yeah. a pundit? So it's pressure, like high pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can just feel that. Like there, there's like a yeah, there's real competition. Like I thought I knew competition, but there. It's like cutthroat, you know, kids like wow. they cut and, you know, and when they, and yeah, it's, an, it was super intense, but like really enlightening. And then I came back and I was just like kicking the ball way too hard in practice. And like, <laughs> <laughs> like everyone was like, dude, like chill out. Like this is, but, but I was trying to like raise That's the always. level. Yeah. But, uh, and then it faded actually, which was interesting too. Like when I got back, I remember being super sharp and then really I went straight into high school preseason, which was like the lowest level that I could play at. Which right, was like right. a, a rec league, and I and I was the most sharp technically then, which was like such a waste. But um, and then it faded, and I I went back to being a little bit more lethargic, just because you suit kind of the the pace of the game that you find. Gotcha. So yeah. So uh, yeah, but it but it, I yeah that intensity I couldn't imagine keeping it up like they do. But yeah, yeah so that was yeah super- no that's. Listen, that's 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 super interesting. Just just the way you talk about, you know, just just the speed of play and and and, and specifically like the pinging the ball, right? Because yeah, it's it's crazy. Like you turn on a, a Premier League game, um, and then you know you just you just see a certain speed and 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 growing up watching like the Premier League, you ch- you kind of get used to that. Where now it's if I watch any other leagues, it's just even even other top leagues, it's just it's not the same. Um, no. and it just it just it's it seems like the play is, is slowed down specifically just by how fast, like, or how hard they kick the ball or how fast the ball moves. Um, And was there, so obviously that, that to me, I mean, sounds like probably one of the highest points in your career. I mean, you're literally playing with Harry Kane and like, you know, I'm sure at that point you're like, man, this, you know, this is, this can be a reality or, or something close to it. You know, was there, was there a point where, was there a specific point that you can point to where, you know, that dream of, of, you know, even, getting to that sort of level, you realize like, yeah, this is, you know, this is not going to happen or this is just unattainable. Yeah. I think like on paper, that was probably one of the high, highest because like, it, it, and as an experience, it obviously was, it was a high point. And so it was like something like when I was, I was young, but when I was like 14, I played with the national team and that was pretty, that was mm. kind of a big deal for me. That was like, I was like, that's pretty cool. Like, um, so on paper again, that, that, that would be a top moment, but I think, like the, I don't remember a specific, I, I remember the Tottenham experience, but in the national team, it was kind of like, it's an achievement, but once you're there, it wasn't necessarily the highlight um, time for me. And like, I wasn't, 
I didn't, it's a bunch of strangers. Like you just get together and you go to like Mexico and it's yeah. like, what the hell are we doing? And, and then you get s- destroyed by like Guadalajara, like FC. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like they, they're amazing and they run circles around you and then, and you learn it's amazing. But I think my favorite like moment, like in football is probably the entire period, about a one or two year period when I played with that Goshi team that was like Miguel Brenengo's team. There was like, yeah. we were just like, it was like the United Nations of players. Like everyone was <laughs> from a different country and, and, and therefore everyone could be anyone. So like, again, with the accent, I felt, even though I probably hit it a little bit then, like I felt like I could be myself there because anything went. Like every, there was so much representation and we we're really good. So like it really helped to win. That always helps. And yeah. um, that was just a great period. It's probably, I feel like I was one of those players who kind of, kind of peaked, if I'm honest, like between 14 and 16. Okay. And then it was, a, and then after that, I, I, I talk about more later, but I basically kind like, it wasn't my like journey with the, with the game wasn't really like I thrived and then it ended full stop and I'm standing at a cliff and I'm like, what now? Yeah. I had more of like a, like a, gradual like disassociation from the game since high school which was kind mm. of like i didn't because i think lots of there's almost infrastructure around the game when you're young and you just play there's a you know th- th- there's yeah there's the game at hand in the present and i and you can just play it and express yourself and that's it but as you get older you got to think about like college placement you got to you know even things like those regional and odp and national programs like all that just like confused me and it wasn't I don't know. It just like all the infrastructure, all the travel, all that stuff I did not like. And I, I liked it. Like I still liked it as I like, as I found it as a kid and I wasn't, I couldn't find it. It got, there was more, more sediment and more like distraction. And I couldn't, it found, it became harder as I got older to find that pure like joy that I had when I was younger. So, so then, yeah. So I kind of like teed it off the whole, the game. And I was kind of, running at 50% from mm. all through college. I was running at 50% to be honest. Like mm. I tried to fire myself up freshman year. I didn't even really want to go to college. It was like a nightmare. I was like, I don't want to leave home. I don't want to like everything about college was not something I was excited for. And so yeah. and the, the previous two years, I had to like pretend I was excited for it and compete for college. You know what I mean? Like recruitment. And yeah. it was just like, it was like, what am I doing? Like I'm competing with something I don't want and I'm trying yeah. to pretend I want to be there, but I don't really want to be there. And it was a great program that I arrived to at, at Boston College. They were really good when I first got there. I think they were like, I don't know if this is what ranking this was, but they were like ranked like four or something in the division. Yeah. And they were really good. And then, and so that was good. And then when I arrived, I was like, this is pretty sick, actually. You get all the gear and you get like excited again. And you, and you kind of, you know, you can settle in, in any place. And I was like, okay, this is pretty good. And then those kind of that that thought crept in again, and I found it difficult to find the joy in it. It was just like I don't know. And then there, weirdly, it was a different kind of batch of kids than than the kids I played with at Gotchi and at Red Bulls. Like the Gotchi yeah. and Red Bulls kids were like soccer, like street kids. Like they loved football. They knew football. They could talk about. I could talk to them for like hours about what I was talking to you about, like the aesthetic of the game and like the spin yeah. of the ball and like why was that shot like perfect? And why was that shot like terrible? And like kids at college were like, yeah, upper 90. And like all this, like, <laughs> like there were athletes 
first, and then they played football. Some of them, not all of them. Some of the European the Europeans that recruited were more like that. But it was a whole different attitude. And it was like, okay, like, you know, we're talking about going out on Friday after the game before we even play the game. I'm like, yeah. What? Yeah. Like, how backwards <laughs> is this? Like, or we get like destroyed 4 0 away and it'd be miserable raining. And like, no one would mention that on the bus. <laughs> it's just like, like, am I crazy? Or like, is this, was that just a nightmare? Like, yeah, so, yeah. It was a weird. So then I was like, you know, like this, not only is it the game kind of slipping out of my interest lens, but like, I don't want to. I don't even want to struggle to to find that with these people. They were great yeah. kids, but like, they weren't on the same page with the football stuff. And to be honest, I wasn't a great teammate because of that, probably. So off the field, it was, it was all fine. But and then I basically, yeah, I I had like a pretty like understanding coach. He was like this Irish guy. He was like kind of wacky. But he kind of tried to understand me, which is super generous because, like, they don't have time or money to do that. But, yeah, um, yeah he tried to understand me and, like, look, and we tried to work out deals where someone's on practice and I wouldn't play games. And then that was weird because then players would come up to him and be like, why is Christian, like, not playing? Like, it was just weird. So that, gave, mm. so that had to end. And then junior year, I basically stopped playing. But, and I didn't. Wow. Yeah. And um, okay. so it was weird. But it was, a, yeah, it wasn't like a drop-off. It was like... I gradually grew away from it and then I had to learn I had to learn I had to redefine my relationship with it the game yeah, yeah. which was that yeah, was a hard time yeah yeah I'm sure, I was about to say I mean that's that sounds that sounds tough you know I can only imagine I haven't really had that same experience so I can only imagine and it's so interesting to hear you say that right because it's like you know we're all playing in high school um not in this at the same high school but we're all playing at that high school age together and you know you hear about you know where kids are going to college and and so and so's going here and you know it's going to boston college and yeah, yeah, to yeah. hear even you know in boston college like you said like, i mean great great program and obviously i'm sure you were getting recruited heavily out of high school yeah. and to, to even know which is which why i think these conversations are great because i would you know nobody yeah. on the outside would really yeah. know that like oh no he actually doesn't even really want to go there type of thing um so it's always just like super um interesting and and yeah and you know sounds like you know just overall like an you know an an interesting path that you had in terms of like the disassociation from the game um you know looking back at it is there is there anything that that you would have changed in terms of your path and and where you are now and, and and certain decisions that you made um or are you um or do you do you kind of have that feeling like no? I mean, this was you know where I'm meant to be, and and I made every decision to the best of my ability at the time. No, I think definitely. Um, I mean, even hearing myself back, what I just said, I was so, it was selfish to do that to play at fifty percent because you're kind of dragging your heels there, and you're wasting people's time, you're wasting your parents' time, you're wasting coaches' time and teammates' time. I at the time at the time I was just trying to survive, and I was so confused about what I ought to do because I, I identified so heavily as like a soccer player that I didn't know what I would be if I just removed that element. Um, you know, like even, even socially within BC, the campus, like so, suddenly I'm one of 20, let's say 25 of a squad. If I go off, if I leave the team, I'm one of 5,000 undergraduates. Mm-hmm. Like where do I even start from there? So yeah, I think I regret wasting people's time because I think in retrospect it was selfish in the way that young people can be selfish but I think that I regret that and then I, re- I regret a little bit I don't I think regret's stupid because it's like I like where I landed so I can't really fault 
the, 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 the like bumps on the way. Um, but I, I wish I would like enjoyed it more like as a kid. Cause I remember like just really believing it was like life or death, like the games. Like I remember thinking like, man, like Gotchi versus Brooklyn Italians, Red Bulls versus whoever. I don't remember, but like, I thought that was like Champions League final. Like literally yeah. I thought <laughs> I, like I was convinced that, that if I played badly, like someone was going to die. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I thought like it was so, I took it so seriously and I beat myself up and I would try to be perfect. And I'd be, I'd remember every single mistake and I barely remember the good things I did. And, you know, I you, remember they used to film the games, like, yes, yeah, I need the yeah. DVDs. I would have, I would watch the DVD and it was not, it was remotely what I remembered. I would remember something that was either, I, I mean, usually it was what I remembered was awful. And then I watched the DVD and I'm like, wow, that wasn't that bad. And then, yeah. and uh, so I just wish I, I was just in my head and I was just yeah. too, trying to be too perfect or too much of a perfectionist, basically. And that just like made everything too tight. And I made, and then I was just, yeah. I mean, that was all part of the anxiety and being quiet. Like that was obviously all related to that. But um, so I, you know, that was just who I was at the time. But I regret if I could go back, I wish I just enjoyed it because it's yeah. such an epic time when you can play pretty much carefree. But those two, I would say that's pretty much it. Yeah. But, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And listen, I mean, those are, you know, those are, those are kind of lessons that, that you learned along the way, you know, playing, yeah. playing the game or, or maybe even, you know, looking back at it now retrospectively yeah, um, exactly. in terms of, you know, maybe I was a little too hard on myself, that sort of thing, and just enjoyed it more, as you mentioned. Um, so that kind of brings me into my next question, which is, um, you know, what do you think you've, you've, you know, you've kind of transitioned outside of sport at this point. Um, what is, the biggest lesson, like if you could just point to one, what is the biggest lesson that you learned from the transition process outside of sport and just, you know, complete retirement from sport? Um, I think, man, that's a tough one. I think I learned a few things. One is just that perfectionist ideal is a myth. And it like, I think whatever, however, wherever, whatever you direct that to, you know, that, that mindset never works. And it only like, suffocates talent and or ability and so you might as well give that up as soon as possible it's trying to be perfect and just define yourself some other way like define yourself as like the hardest working or i don't know the most determined or or the most disciplined or something like find a healthy obsession i think perfection is not a healthy obsession and uh, you know yeah in the realm of football and beyond that's just a bad mindset so i've had to like let go of that period because that that didn't just exist in football that existed with everything but yeah yeah so probably yeah. that one yeah yeah definitely definitely no no listen i think that's uh that's a valid point right um and are you you know I, and as i mentioned you know sometimes i'm watching and also if anyone hasn't checked out uh Christian's Instagram. I mean, guy is oh, hilarious. Man. So um, yeah. check out some of his reels. Uh, <laughs> I think yeah. he has a, a couple portrayals in there. I think you do like a Swedish DJ. I yeah, think yeah, you did, yeah. like a, did like a oh, tour yeah. guide of Yale. Uh, oh, yeah. Loved yep. that one the other day. Yeah. <laughs> but also, as I mentioned on your on your Instagram, I, I've seen some some videos just of you just like just pinging, you know, just pinging and and yeah. and like really just focusing on that technique, which is always just like it's again for the aesthetic pleasure it's it's yeah. it's really cool to see um yeah so you know with that being said are you are you still involved in the game um in any way and 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 if so how yeah um 
I think, well, I work, I still contribute to that magazine, that 8x8 magazine, which you should also check out. So I'll plug that. But yeah, um, yeah so I write for them. And I'll, um, and what is, like. what is 8x8? Sorry, can you just explain that? Yeah, it's called 8x8. The name, I, this, this was created before I joined, but the, the name refers to like apparently a goal, like a goal post is eight yards by eight feet. So it's like a little twist on that kind of a silly name but it's a really cool magazine i promise but um and they just yeah they write cool articles around like the peripheral of the game and um i had an article actually a couple for the euros it was like a couple which i think was two years ago and it was about mental health it was like this initiative in england this this um sort of sunday league team that champions mental health for men actually because men's okay. mental health is a major issue and and it's not talked about and it's an even bigger issue in england because of like I think because culturally they just don't open up, but mm. there's like a high suicide rate. It's like kind of dark, but so like that was a meaningful thing, way of con con contributing. Cause it was like, I could talk or I could empathize with some of those, those people, um, through football and you sweep football as a vehicle. So I still like to write about football. So I'm kind of engaged in that, that way. And then I also, um, play for like, you know, men's leagues and stuff just cause it's super fun. And it's yeah. like, yeah it's just a great it's something i still love but like i said yeah. i had to redefine that so like i'm no longer trying to like be perfect because like you'd be nuts to be trying to be there are some people who are trying to be in that those leagues yeah. and they're not very popular so <laughs> but yeah but i play in that, those things just for fun kick around go to pit 40 still um yeah that's pretty much the extent yeah. of my no, no, I love that. Love that. I mean, listen, I think it's, you know, that's, that's a great way to kind of, you know, it kind of came full circle, at least, you know, from, um, yeah. from, from a listener standpoint, just because, you know, you kind of early on feel like you disassociated from the game and, um, you know, kind of lucky enough to find yourself back into the game where now you're, um, you're kind of playing for, for more of a love for the game as opposed to anything else. And then you're also, finding ways to, to be involved in the game um, from, from, from the media standpoint and, and writing articles and different things like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, listen, man, I think that's, I think that's great. And I think that's, that's probably a good point to, uh, to, to, to close it off there, but um, yeah, cool. Uh, Christian, man, this was great. I really, like I said, we haven't spoken nice. in, in so long again, yeah. longest conversation that I had with you. I learned so much yeah. about you. Um, <laughs> and uh, no, man, uh, no, but it sounds like you're doing, it sounds like you're doing great things. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I know you're living in, in the city again these days and things like that. So uh, we definitely need to link up at some point, uh, get some of yeah, the guys man. together. But, uh, but listen, man, I really, listen, I just really appreciate how, how open you were, how honest you were, how vulnerable you were. Um, yeah. And, and just really just loved hearing your story. So really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, no problem. I, again, I really like this platform and this idea. It's really cool. And like you said, like gives a chance for people like me and you to talk who might never otherwise have talked. <laughs> and and uh, I think that's really cool. And like, and even if we had talked, it's a, you know, I wouldn't have talked like this. Yeah. So yeah. It's a, and it's a reason to, to talk like this. Cause like that doesn't happen very often. Right. You just bring right. something up out of the blue. So yeah, super cool. And yeah, I'm happy to, to share. I, yeah. So that's it <laughs> yeah nice nice listen christian uh again pleasure man pleasure and um you know keep it going uh i'm still be checking checking that instagram feed so i'm um, yep. looking for more content so uh keep it going man um yeah and we'll definitely talk soon bro all right sweet man Bye.